0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Lauren with Unite Fitness out of New York. Lauren, what is going on? Happy Wednesday! How are you feeling today?
2: I am feeling great. Thank you for having me. Um, this is exciting, you know, yeah. to get here and to talk a little bit more about my business and, you know, and especially a small town like Mayapack, New York, um, and how we can grow and different things that I have done and where I want to come and be in the future.
1: Yeah, my yeah, one hundred percent. We're we're definitely excited to have you on, Lauren. And uh, we're definitely ready to dive right into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on here with Unite4 Fitness. But first, what we want to do here is give you the floor so you can give the viewers a little perspective. Okay. So, in your own words, Lauren, how would you describe Unite4 Fitness and what you guys do?
2: Well, we are a small fitness group fitness boutique. So, we cater through all... The group fitness classes that you would get at a typical gym with everything else. But we took that fitness studio and we just took it straight out. And that's all we do is those group fitness classes and personal training. Um, some one on ones on different things. We do incorporate a lot of stuff with balance, core stability um, and even dance and there I have a big dance background and i've started it since i was a kid when i was like four years old it's something that i loved i got into fitness in my teens kind of got away from it a little bit um, after my second child i got back into doing took a dance fitness class and i'm like oh i could do this this is like right up my alley and i started that way and so from there i kind of it kind of grew and evolved and went a whole lot more i was got licensed, started teaching a month later and my husband's a physical therapist. They had a gym that was attached to there, so I started doing group, you know, doing the dance dance fitness classes there, and I was like I want to do more. I really want to expand, but at that time I was like kind of stuck. Well, he was moving out of that. And he's like, hey, look, I'm going to be leaving this place. So you need to go find another place. And he helped me got um, find another location that I could start classes at. And at that time, I was like, now is the time to start to grow and do different things. Um, and I was still looking for a little bit more of a permanent location that I was just renting at a dance studio uh, to teach these classes. And so I really wanted to bring along a yoga instructor, a Pilates instructor, get licensed in different things and really start growing because I knew also just with, I didn't wanna be just that dance fitness studio. I wanted it to be more. I wanted to really incorporate Just all different kinds of kind of fitness abilities and everything and just not cater to one type of particular person, I wanted to expand it out to a little bit more. So what happened was, is that I was probably at that dance studio for about a year and one of my clients was like I have a space if you're interested and I was like absolutely well this happened to be a very good transition for me and where I wanted to go at that time because her husband was a chiropractor, Dr. Peter Gorman, and he actually does a lot um, with a company called Microgate. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but they make gate and timing technologies. They work tons of with uh, big sports. They're based out of Italy, the main. This was Microgate USA that he worked for, but it's based out of Italy. Uh, Working with him, It was a fantastic journey and to learn so much more um, about balance, about gait, about the technology on how to use. I was able to use through dance, we we created programs for me to help people with That had strokes and rehabilitate them to start walking again. Um, Yeah, just by like doing step touch, getting their balance, their coordination, their timing. And then we would put them on the technology and see the improvements and be able to show where they approved from the seven differentials that's in your gait cycle. So, parameters of your gait cycle, I should say. So, with that, taking that into aspects of everything else, I was able to take that and all the classes that I wanted to bring into our fitness studio were classes that were going to incorporate balance training, gait training, timing, coordination, uh, to really incorporate, because there are so many studies that have been done that a 53 year old woman should be, be able to balance with her eyes closed for like 10 to 15 seconds, or it can show early signs of leading certain earlier death, um, it helps prevent alzheimer's um, dementia and everything so be through dance is a whole bunch with the cognitive. Uh, a bit. <laughs> Rewind that. <laughs> um, getting a little bit sidetracked here. Um, well, you know from the brain to the body connection and how that can improve so if you work the train the brain you're going to train your body through movement you can train the brain back and forth so we really engaged that and brought that up and into the bigger realm to everything we do so you'll our classes we have pilates we have we teach Zumba. We teach other dance fitness classes as well. We are also bringing on the Blast very shortly, which is created by Louis Van Amstel from Dancing with the Stars. So if people are familiar with him, so we're bringing that program in, too. We do also, you know, have yoga. Uh, we do something called Paloxing, which is Pilates, boxing and dance. So it has standing Paloxing in it so it can create and helps you with your balance um, very, very well and core strength. Then we do all of our other classes, which would be total body sculpts and hit classes and everything else, and every single one of those classes has some balance coordination and timing incorporated in them. Um, from that being there working with him, I was growing a little bit bigger the space I was in was only like 700 square feet. Um, and at this time I was growing and at this time I did take on two part business partners. Um, Back in the day, and what happened was is that we were looking for a new location, um, my business partner Tina and I were just driving, we looked up and we're like oh there's a place that's saying for rent, we walked in, we're like this is perfect, we got it and now that's where we are in our current location and that was 2016. Um, Sorry to say as a rumbling things, two years go by, things were going great, things were building. Our other business partner that we had at that time, there was an incident, um, he was an older gentleman and you know he was supposed to be more of a silent business partner, but he had an incident with a client um, and we had a, had a thing and then we actually bought him out at that time. So then Tina and I took over to, to that and as we moved on, um, with the pandemic hitting and a couple of different things in Tina's personal life, she has to had to step away for the past like year and a half to two years. Um, you know, the struggles, life, family, this that money not coming in as much and everything else. She was just like, I need to step away to be with my family and do other stuff so being that said i'm happy to say that she is going to be coming back and starting to teach a couple of classes again so we are really excited about that the clients are really excited about that um, so our business model here has turned into being just for everybody incorporated but it has turned and geared towards also building towards a woman's physique women's bodies things they need in active aging as they get older um, osteoporosis things like that to have to do with um, it's all of our classes are for long lean muscle so if that's what you're looking really to gain then you're going to really kind of go into this is the place to be um but yeah so basically that's kind of us in a nutshell we yeah. do you as i said we do use a lot of dance techniques and jazz things incorporated in all our stuff
1: so i love that i love that and so Let's dive right into it here. I mean, so Lauren, how how many members are you serving currently?
2: Currently a lot less prior to the pandemic. Um, So I would have to say we're around around 100, a little bit more, give or take, or what's going on. We do do hybrid since the pandemic. We do virtual and in studio simultaneously uh which is fabulous because a lot of our clients also some of them were an older and they didn't want to come back so once they learned how to do the virtual they decided they still wanted to come home be home gotcha. um and that that's another thing what we found out through the pandemic and I actually was talking to one of my other friends who owns another fitness studio up the line and her and I were talking one day and we were like it is so hard after the pandemic for people to want to get back into it. And the biggest thing that we hear is that, oh, I gained so much weight or I'm so out of shape, I'm afraid to start it again. All I'm doing is walking and all I'm doing is this and that. I mean, and the people that we speak to, of course, we turn them into coming back in and this and that, but it's the ones that are out there and hesitant to actually reach out and do everything to grab into. So it's kind of interesting that we're both seeing the same thing with clients that, we here maybe previously that says, "Oh my God, I'm so out of shape, I'm so embarrassed to come back. I don't want to be seen doing this, and they don't want to do it at home either because they don't like it or they have kids and they have noise and they have jobs or on they're on virtual all day for work, so they're not engaged to want to do it or they don't have the push to do it on on demand because we offer on demand as well um, so I mean, we have many choices for them to take advantage of it, but they're not taking advantages as they were before. Yeah. Uh, I mean, prior to the pandemic, we had like 250, 200. So, uh, you know, up and down during each season, what, who goes on hold and this and that and everything. Uh, but we're, it's building that back up. And as really just right now is when I'm starting to see the boom of everybody starting to get back in. I think people were, especially in this area, there was a lot of hesitancy, hesitancy. And everything, and especially in New York, for people to really start jumping, diving right into it. And now since a lot more people are out and about and they're doing more things and they're just tired of staying home, they're coming more into the gym, the fitness studios and those aspects, aspects, aspects as well. I'm yeah. Like I can't talk. Sorry.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. And so. Now, for you guys, I think every 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 gym is unique, right? And your studio mm-hmm. is probably unique here as well. So what, what works well for you to get new people through the door or interested?
2: Well, we do have a lot of word of mouth. And in the past, we used to do a lot of events that we used to bring other people in outside doors. We'll do like paint night. We'll do social night. We'll do, you know, vendor night. We'll do a bunch of different things that brought people outside of the area in to our studio that... Might have not noticed, but we'll be advertising on, you know, Maya Pack, local groups. We actually advertise a lot on our local groups and our local uh, channels to get out there um, on Facebook and everything. And that's where we get a lot of pull. That and word of mouth is really, really big. Um, We are doing more, we were doing a little bit less during through everything as i said i was doing a lot on my own for a while so i was bogged down to get things up and running as well you know i have two kids as well i have one just went to college and yeah so and i have another 13 year old son so i mean and that's another thing with all the we have a great group of people that and clients that are here they're fabulous and so supportive and they really were the encouragement for us to stay open through the pandemic, because they are moms, they are business people, they are hard worker people, and we were their sanity. We were their escape, the ones that stayed. They're like, thank you so much for being open and staying open. because you're, if it wasn't for you guys, we would not be able to make it through. And that's an inspiration to us to have us to keep going and fighting. Because um, as I said, we are a small group fitness studio, we aren't large, and there's so many of them that got shut down during the pandemic, to so the fact that we were able to pull through with everything was a really a feat in itself. Um, but you know, we did cut a lot of our classes back during the pandemic also, Um, for the fact that people weren't taking as many or they wanted earlier time so that later time slot was gone because they wanted a five, six o'clock class. They didn't want that seven, eight o'clock class. And now since people are all going back more into the workforce, we're adding those classes back on. So it opens up to a lot more people that are able to come back into the facility where before they might have not for the past few years as well. Um, So our schedule is changing for fall where we're incorporating more stuff for more people to come in and more events are happening. Um, So that's good because that'll drive up the business again, as we did before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so I know you said you're not at, you know, peak numbers as you speak right now, right? You've been higher, but let's say hypothetically speaking here, leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited here. Mm. I mean, how much higher could you go? How much higher would you want to go?
2: Um, I probably can go up to another 200 more due to the fact that we more actually, because that's a lie. I probably can do more because we do virtual simultaneously. So if we can reach more virtual clients, that will also benefit us. So it's getting more of that virtual word out and getting that virtual client kind of tell really in with the group fitness in studio. Um, if we, because since we do both at the same time, the energy of the class drives what's happening people watching at home they can actually feel it um so i've been told (laughs) Um, so i've been told by them um our excitement and everything else and the energy of the class to have them enjoy it and of course you know the camera's basically focused on the instructor so it's not so distracting with people in the background either Um, but it's like being in the class so they really enjoy that and I think that if we can engage more of those virtual clients, we can go up to as many as we want. That's, you know, 300 people, you know, just in one class if we wanted to. Um, So in the studio alone right now, we're doing a max of 15 spots and 16 for the instructor. Before we would, prior to pandemic, we had like 22, 23 um, per class, 25 certain classes, uh, depending if you had a mat or not, You know, I've had up to 30 before, but I usually don't like to get it up that high because we as instructors can't pay attention to everybody's in the class, do self-correction, you know, do correction and everything like that, because we can't focus on everybody all at once when a class is that large. So having the little bit smaller classes does help us tremendously giving a better quality of a fitness class than just throwing everybody in as well.
1: I love that. I love that. I think that's so important. I think that's so important. And so now I'm going to ask a little bit of a longer winded question here um, okay. and bear with me on this, on this one here. if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, in the fitness and gym industry, what we use pretty predominantly are going to be three pillars of business, right? It's going to be your lead generation,
0: mm-hmm. which is
1: your marketing, your acquisition, which is your sales. And then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Yes. So of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most?
2: Probably more on leads um, for getting people acquisition and getting them to say, the, the minute they come in here, everybody that I want to say everybody, there's has been a few, you know, because there's always a few, but. Almost everybody that's taken our class with us has stayed for a while. Some turn into lifers, some turn into six months to a year, um, depending on what their schedule is with work and life and everything else. But they usually commit to us um, because they come in They're So they feel so welcomed. They feel like it's a big community. Everybody gets along. Um, you know, everybody makes everybody else feel comfortable. It's fun. That's another thing. I don't want my clients to hate fitness. I want them to love fitness. So we want them to come in here and feel like they're gonna get a great workout. They're gonna be happy. Sometimes they're not even gonna feel like they're working out, but they're gonna get the best overall for them. Um, with that being said, my instructors alone, the people that I hire have that same mentality, which is great to have, To they're not just here to press play and teach a class. They're here to take care of the clients. So they will make the clients feel welcome and cared for. So with that, the clients are like, oh, this is great. Someone has interest in what I'm doing. They're pre-asking me if I have any, any injuries. They're taking note of everything that I'm doing, They're, but they're not making me feel uncomfortable the way they're doing it. You know, um, they'll come. We'll go up side to side to say, "Hey, you know, be like if you do this, you'll have less of a chance of cause injury. So let's get this correction." Da, da da da. If I feel, or we feel that they need a little extra personal training that'll help them, we talk them through that. That this is going to benefit you. You come to us. We're going to work with you. You're going to get the most out of your fitness regime if you come to us and we work on your technique. Um, because you know, without the technique and the correction, they're never gonna get the, right, the best workout that they possibly can get. So with that care that we give, the, staying is not the problem. Getting them to grab other stuff and benefit from it is really not the problem. Of course, you're gonna have some of the sticklers. They're gonna stick right in their lane. They're gonna have a hard time breaking out, but that's where we each flow from class to class and the classes can flow to build up. You have from beginners to advanced. You can be in any class and just take a class. And I think that's a great way also for the on-demand. If I have a client that's like, I'm not sure about this class, I can go here, watch the on-demand video, see if you like it, see if it's something that's going to interest you. Try some of the stuff at home. See if you're able to do it. Then we can work on with you with it and this and that. And it gets them comfortable to say, oh, I kind of know what's going on before I get into that class, what I'm going to expect. So with all that being said, I would have to say leads are our biggest drawer in our area. I think they're the hardest. We have a lot of different fitness studios, and you know, of course, not everybody likes a particular thing. Not everybody's gonna like a regular, typical gym. Not everybody's gonna like to lift heavy weights. Not everybody's gonna like to take group fitness classes. Not everybody like is gonna like to take a CrossFit. There's people are gonna like different things. Um, there's a multiple of things that I'm sure each one of these things do, but it's getting the word out, getting them to grab, getting them to grasp, and at least try. Once you try, that's, that's the best thing to do. You know what I mean? So it's getting the hesitancy, hesitancy out of people to get back through the doors, especially now. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's so true. I think that's probably one of the biggest things for, for, for any gym owner, you know? And I think it, as easy as it may sound, it's not an easy feat, you know, no. so, I, and, I, yeah,
2: I think I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's like knowing your market too, but being able to think outside the box and jump outside of the box, not staying directly in that box. Sometimes, sometimes we have to go out and do other stuff to bring other stuff in. Um, you know, like we're going to probably start doing like semi-private trainings Um, like we had way in the past, bring that back, you know, with different trainers and different things, just to bring different aspects in to what we're doing now. Um, And always just to do different things. I mean, I've worked in sports conditioning before, as when I worked with Mike and all that and different trainings, like I could take that and do that as well, through the things that I do. So like there, even though that's, not a hundred percent where I stay, but if I put a program together, I could have that program. So it's, it is just about, you know, finding a way to keep it innovative all the time.
1: Yeah. Which is, is, is probably one of the hardest things to do as well, but I agree. I agree. And so now last two questions for you here, you know, what's the, the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish long-term?
2: Long term, I would still love to just keep doing what I'm doing by giving back to the community of the health and fitness that we're getting and the the sanity that you get out of working out but grow more so we touch more people and more things we also have um, host a lot of dance programs here, so we have that as well, I do a lot of special needs programs that I have come in that I work with. Um, love that. Yeah, which is fabulous. I mean, I love working with them. I also work with preschoolers and do dance with them dance fitness and incorporating fitness for children Um, growing out and reaching more into those aspects as well Um, branching out into those categories to bring more people in. um, On those levels from the younger age to the upper age, I really want to touch. From everybody, from the age of three all the way up to ninety-nine, if you can, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if I if I if I can reach all of them and bring them out and then gain and build um, and make people feel better in their lives, that's my ultimate goal. Um, I think. With, with this, of course, it's to grow. Of course, it's to make money. Of course, it's to be bigger and to be bigger, better. I think in any business, that's your aspect to keep going and keep growing. Um, but I think also that I don't want to ever lose that community, that connection, that growth, that, that inspiring someone, hey, now I want to be a fitness instructor. Hey, now I want, want to make this part of my life. You inspired me. You made me, made me grow and made me love this you know or to get someone to be able to stand up again from out of a chair without having to get off the floor to be able to walk to be able to balance to you know all those things to help people grow and get in the community that's really my ultimate goal um because that's what i love to do i love to help people um i love to Sometimes I help people too much and I need to step back and give some time to myself, but um, even in my personal life. uh, But it's just my personality like I'm, you know, I have very a lot of empathy for people. I can take them under my wing. Um, I can make them get. To be able, their bodies to be able to do stuff that they couldn't do before. Um, some people need verbal correction. Some people need visuals. Some people need hands-on. And knowing um, which techniques to use to help them to get that correct form, to help them to be able to move, to help them to, if that, their goal is to be able to dance, to help their goal, if it's to be able to walk again, whatever those goals are, um, connecting with them in a way to better their lives, their daily lives.
1: You know, I love that. I love that. And I got one last question. If you're my favorite question. Sure. And I'm curious to see your answer here. Okay. Lauren, if you could go back in time to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you?
2: Oh, well, um,
1: she was ready for that question
2: (laughs) yeah so there's a few uh one is probably not be so trustworthy of other people um okay you know um yeah it's big you know you and especially in in the business aspect of this and that like you go out of your way and you put faith in other people as they put faith in you because or they look like they're putting faith in you for it just to basically advance themselves or this and that and that's why i'm very particular of what instructors I hire and this and that and who I want to bring into the studio and how they want to take care of my clients. Um, also, being said that it's oh I just had the other one on my top of my head and now it just disappeared, so that aspect there was the other one. Trustworthy and, um, oh, not listening for too much people's advice or thinking that Speak. people, not listening to yourself when you have the intuition to drive yourself. If I didn't listen to myself and I was listening to everybody else when we had to gone in New York, they were turning everything off the day on that Monday where they were like, nope, you can't have classes anymore. You have to close down by seven o'clock. I was from doing my research, going online and everything else, researching what's going on in every other parts of the world, the country, the state, United States, this and that, what are other governments doing in each part to know, oh, wait, they might shut us down. They might hold us back. What are other people doing, other businesses doing? Oh, they're going virtual. Well, you know what? I need to have my virtual set up before this happened. So I had gotten that virtual set up set up. I did a trial run that Sunday, and all of a sudden, Monday, boom, we were shut down. So, and I was ready to go. We just went simultaneously right into virtual. So, we were able to keep a lot of clients for a long time because everything, just the whole class schedule went virtual. Instructors came in here by themselves. They taught the class virtually. They went home. We were all up and running, decent quality. Our quality got better as we got more stuff because it was rushed in the beginning um, and tested things out. But if I listened to everybody else, oh, no, we're going to have weeks before they close, shut us down, this and this and that. Don't worry and everything else. We would have never been up and running. I would have been like every other gym that was out there that didn't have that transition, that just shut their doors and had it for six weeks, eight weeks, six months no virtual classes and didn't take advantage of that. And I think that sometimes you need to listen to yourself and not others who think they know what's best as well. So you have to use your intuition and follow it sometimes and not be scared to follow it. I think in the past, i might've been scared to follow my intuition, to know what was right. And it's held us back, held me back. To grow things, um, to try new things and stuff. So, as I got older and you know more mature with having this for since 2014, um, that's what I've learned. You know, sometimes you got to take the risk. Sometimes you got to put the right foot forward. Um, otherwise, if you don't do that or step out of the box, you probably won't be able to see any advantage of it if you keep just staying put. Um, so, those are two things. One. Don't trust everybody to trust yourself.
1: There we go. There we go, Lauren. Talk about a mic drop of an answer. There. <laughs> it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please shout out your Facebook, Instagram, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you?
2: Yeah, Facebook is at Unite, the number four, fitness. Um, website is www.unite4fitness.net. Um, Instagram is the same at Unite for Fitness, and anything else you said? Oh, and uh, do we use Wellness Living, so you can find us on Wellness Living um, if you ever want to try a free virtual class.
1: There we go. There we go, Lauren. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't Thank mind you. for two more seconds, just so I know how you're going to get the podcast, I'd appreciate it. Yes. I'm just going to sign everybody else out over here. Okay.
2: All right. Perfect. Thank you. Awesome.
1: And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode.
3: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Roundtable. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Mark from Anytime Fitness in Wake Forest, North Carolina. Welcome to the show, Mark. How are you today?
4: I'm doing great. How are you?
3: I'm good. Excited to have you here for the roundtable to kind of dive in and talk about the sales process that you guys have going on over there at your location. But really, before we dive into the roundtable here and get super in-depth, I kind of want to know, like, can you give us an elevator pitch, I guess, of your location, Anytime Fitness, so that way the people listening to this really grasp your business model?
4: Sure, sure. So, Anytime Fitness has one of the, uh, I would say, worldwide well-known brands. We have a little purple running man. And whenever anybody sees that running man, they know that that is anytime fitness. So our anytime fitness in Wake Forest, uh, we offer personal training, one-on-one group trainings. We offer trainings for the elderly to help them stretch. Uh, We also have a regular gym, which is just your equipment and your uh, dumbbells and machines, which is downstairs. We have cardio system upstairs. because Our gym is two stories and yeah, we just with 24 hour access, it's, it's what do you say? It's anytime, anytime, yeah.
3: So, um, what is the square footage of your space? Because it sounds like a lot bigger than any of the locations that I've been to myself.
4: Uh, it's around 4,600 square feet. Okay, so we so, have an yeah. upstairs and we have a downstairs.
3: Nice, yeah. I've been to some like here in the Orlando area that are a lot smaller than that.
4: Um, yes, we also we have express ones, which are usually just cardio machines and stuff, too. It comes at a little cheaper rate, but that's for. Uh, You just wanted to be in and out.
5: Okay.
3: Okay. Got it. All right. So obviously already said this, we're here to talk about the sales piece. So I kind of want to just like clarify, what would you like, what's your general feeling toward like the word sales, like in this industry?
4: I represent sales more towards the customer. So you are in this business to make sure that the customer is getting what they want in what they're purchasing and that comes with sales in purchasing a gym membership. So I need to make sure that they know that they can have personal training added into their membership, that they can have um, a a month to month membership. They could have an 18 month membership or a 12 month membership. Uh, We offer a Evolt scan, which is a full body scan. So people can get their starting point if they would like. Uh, Just really selling our gym as the one-stop shop to continue your fitness journey.
3: Mm -hmm. I like that perspective. And I think that's where like a lot of fitness businesses go wrong. They try to sell the potential client on the gym itself rather than like how the gym could help them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really like the personalized approach. I love the evil scanner in body or whatever people use and like yep. using that and leveraging that as a way to show, like literally show these people like, oh, well, you know, our personal trainers could help you get from X to X. So I love that. Um, So right now you obviously have like people like trainers. Are the trainers the one who sell or do you have front desk people or how does that work?
4: So my front desk manager and my trainers are all kind of on the same page. When you come into the gym to sign up for a membership, you get a complimentary um, personal training session, which will include the Evolt scan as well. It gives you a starting point. And it also gives you a chance to sit in front of our trainer and tell them what your wants, your needs, and your goals are. Mm-hmm. So they kind of work together. So it would go from my front end manager; she would set up an appointment for them to have a fitness consultation, and my trainers would just go from there. They throw them on the EVO machine, gives a great printout. Um, I have three male trainers and one female trainer, and they're just so knowledgeable. Uh, it's, it's unreal. I'll sit back and I'll listen to them, talk to my customers. And I'm like, I can't even pronounce any of the words that you just said, but you know, it makes sense to the customer.
3: Yeah, of course. So, okay. So you have like your front desk, like person, your manager, and then you have the trainers and the trainers are really like working with the client through that free session. And then like kind of that consultation process, essentially to get them to convert to either their membership or more personal training sessions. Yes, um,
4: also also it's if they are new to the gym, my personal trainer will take them around the gym and answer answer any questions that they have to use the machines as well.
3: Yeah, that's awesome because I know for sure a lot of people are super intimidated by the idea of joining a gym like that where it's like tons of equipment and they don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like that. Um so let's talk kind of a, take a step back here and what are you currently doing to make sure that like your leads actually show up for appointments in the gym with their f- first free session with the trainer or their consultation or whatever?
4: Uh, our Time Fitness Systems have a lot of um, shout outs through either text messages or emails or phone calls. Uh, they're very well in their processes to make sure that the customer, whenever they make an appointment online, is contacted every day. Uh, to a certain amount, not enough to annoy, but enough to try and pursue them to come into the gym. Uh, my managers and my, my training managers are the same. They'll get numbers and they see leads come through the computer. All starts with either online, somebody clicking on the site, somebody entering an online walkthrough. So they want to come to the gym, which mm-hmm. gets set up through my manager and they set up a time, probably takes about 15 minutes for them to walk through the gym. If one of my trainers is there, they will pop in and say hello so they can get a face to a name. Um, again more or less of just emailing or calling um, a lot of marketing flags out in front promoting businesses around the area new businesses throwing that little purple uh, running man around everywhere so yeah
3: yeah got it I really like the the fact that you said you have like touch points with the text and the emails and stuff like after the lead inquires because Mm. we could have leads all day but if we're not following up with them people just aren't motivated to just show
4: up. Exactly. Like, we we have a uh, we have a binder that's set up in, in our computer for uh, references. So if somebody, or prospects, as you say, prospects. So mm-hmm. when there's a new prospect, it's put into our system, name, date, when they're going to come in. And if they don't show up, it's highlighted in different colors. I always tell my guys, write in a reason of why, so we can figure that out later. Either it's gym shopping or no time or uh, money or whatever. That way I can look at it at the end of the month and I go with my managers and I go, okay, August is over. Let's go to August 1st. We're going to start at the top of the list and we're going to email all these people back or contact them one more time. You're just going to give them one more time.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: usually it's it's a 50-50 shot. Some say, oh yeah, I forgot I'll come in. Some say I've already found another gym or, you know, it's, you, you can't not let it dwell and not recontact people. I know there's a lot of companies out there that just contact people, contact people, and then you're annoyed and you don't want anything to do with them. So we just do it one more time and then you're, you know, we leave you alone.
3: Okay. So, um, are you like, what's your reasoning behind that? Like, I know that you said you don't want to annoy people, but like, to be honest, like if you're only reaching out to them one more time, like if they had something going on in their life and you reach out to them one more time and they see it in their email, they might not respond, but that doesn't mean that they still wouldn't be interested. So like, why is it that you do that?
4: Because the, the first time that they're contacted, they are set up, they're contacted through a week. So the okay. first day is either a text message. Like a
3: week, like they're they're reached out to for like a week
2: steady. Yeah, for that a week, because that, oh, that's okay. what Anytime
4: Fitness has. So it's not oh, yeah. like we reach out to them once and then one more. So okay. I'm sorry, I was trying to explain before. So every day is set up in Anytime Fitness. You could set it up yourself with this franchise. One day can could be text. The next day can could be text and email. The next day could be call. The next day could be text, whatever. So that's what I mean. So they have, a, the second that they touch that, our website or put in for a prospect, they are now marketed for that whole week through Anytime Fitness. Okay. And, if they, and if they come in, that gets turned off because then they're changed into a member or they're changed into, you know, uh, not interested or, or any of that stuff. Okay. And then at the end of the month, that's when we try one more time to kind of reach out to that person and say, hey, it's been a month you know, are you still interested? What are you thinking? What can we do? How can I get you in here? That, that sort of thing. So now it's not just twice, it's probably seven or eight times. And then one more time the next month.
3: Do they remain like on an email list where they get like, not like emails asking them to come in, but like promotional stuff, like um, promotions, events, like, do they still get that type of information from you or no, not at all?
4: Yes. Anytime yeah. fitness has what's called a blast campaign. So what we do is whenever I generate a lead, it's added to that campaign. So they're yeah. still shown stuff every couple of weeks, or if I have something going to the gym, or if anytime fitness does their um, $1 uh, enrollment fee, like they see that as well. So they're still getting updated on things yeah. as well. Yeah, from I like the gym. that. I
3: like that because like, like I said earlier, like somebody could have just had something going on and I I've seen it before, like where somebody literally ignores me for like two months and then, Hey, like, I want to come in now. I'm like, oh, finally.
2: <laughs> the finally,
3: I've been sending her paying off. And I go as far as like, I literally go as far as like having my staff or me, like take videos of herself, like, Hey Mark, it's broke over at afterburn, <laughs> like personalized stuff yeah. and like just keeping that point of contact open um like sending them nurturing information we send like recipes and stuff like that we do
4: the same Um, thing yeah
3: so it helps Um, my name name is my name is always
4: attached to it so Mm -hmm. they just see my name and owner that way it's not like staff member or whatever so i put my name on everything because if somebody needs to contact me they get my personal email address so they just they come right through me
3: sweet Um, so, um, once you get the people in the front door, um, how many of them would you say you're closing out of 10?
4: Uh, I would say six, six or seven,
3: six or seven.
4: Yeah. Mainly people are coming in. They either, from what I've seen, they either come in and they already know they want their membership. So they're ready to go take the gym tour. They love it. They come in and, and they sign up. Or they are gym shopping because in the Wake Forest area is really because it's right by Raleigh, North Carolina. So it's really inundated with other gyms such as like Planet Fitnesses, O2s, Rec Fitness, uh, Rex Fitness. Um, there's a lot of competition gyms around. There's a lot of CrossFit gyms around. So we're all kind of fighting for these people. And, you know, when they come in, <clears throat> it's it's again, it's it's the sales. It's who 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 is talking to them it's going to be my front end manager who's trained to not let them leave um and again it's what do you what can i do for you to sign up today is it money is it time you know what can i do for you
3: yeah so you know you said like 6 out of 10 7 out of mm-hmm. 10 somewhere in there 60% is industry average like 60% mm-hmm. co- conversion rate is industry average what do you feel like you can do mark to Increase that and make it even above the 60% industry average conversion rate.
4: Um, force them on the ground, take their wallet out, swipe the credit card, call it a day. Uh, no. Um, you, you know, that's tough. With this day and age, some people are very hard-headed in what they want to do. Um mm-hmm. And and they've already kind of known walking into the gym. Am I going to sign up here? Am I not? Why is it referred? Do I know people? Is it clean? Is am I can I go anytime? Um, is it is it um, busy all the time? So they already have in their mind if they're gonna sign up or not. Like you said, the 60% I think is still great. It is. Um, we we have a we have a very low attrition rate of like three percent. So we don't lose a lot of people every month, but It's different from when there's a gym in the middle of nowhere to when there's a gym in the middle of 11 other gyms, and there's so many more options. So standing out is one of the main things that I like. First impressions are the best. They walk into this gym, my guys clean this gym twice a day. Like, that is huge to me. Like, it's got to be clean. That first impression, that's really going to tell somebody if they want to be in the gym or not.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I think like from the sounds of it, you have an awesome service. Um, and yeah, there might be a lot of competition in your area, but you're the best one, right? Mm, 100%. 100%. Okay. <laughs> <So> it's just <laughs> a matter of like, we need to get the community and the potential clients to see that, to see that if they come with, come join us, they're probably going to see better results because we have a staff there to help them, you know, reach their goals than they would at, you know, one of these bigger clubs that have $10 memberships mm-hmm. and no PTs on staff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a different experience. And I definitely have heard that before. I mean, like, there are some markets that are getting super saturated. But, oh, no. I mean, if we're the best one, we really exactly. have an advantage. Exactly. We can yep. say stand- So, um, I appreciate your perspective and kind of hearing from you, you know, more in depth about your sales process. Last question that I have for you here is like, hypothetically, like you have this perfect sales process and you know, you're having like an 80, 90% conversion rate. What comes next? Like, where does your focus shift from here?
4: Are you meaning in like keeping memberships or are you meaning just like in life general?
3: I mean, I guess like as
4: a business owner in life. Um, I think one of my, I mean, a goal is after this gym is to be a multi-club owner. <clears throat> um, I'm looking to maybe buy, purchase a couple of couple other clubs and kind of turn them into what I've you know, made this club and what the previous owner has made into this club. Mm-hmm. So I think that would kind of be my next journey is just taking these processes from this gym and passing them on to the other gyms that I purchase.
3: like get everything just like figured out to a T here Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. replicating that as long as we have the systems in place and like they make sense and they occur like without you spending every hour of the waking Mm -hmm. day in the physical location um it will be realistic for you to go have a second location Mm -hmm. a third location exactly Um, I feel like most of the people that I've met before that have owned any times like have had more than one. Um yes, yep. So. There's there's a
4: bunch that are in my area already. There's a couple that are in town. There's one uh, lady that owns one in Youngsville, North Carolina, but she owns like three in Texas and one in wow. South Carolina too. So normally when you come across an anytime fitness owner, they've have four or five. Sweet. You know, so
3: well that will be you next. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> Mark, thank you for joining us on the round table today. And viewers listeners thanks guys for tuning in um always hope that you had something that you took away from this if you guys want to stay notified about future episodes just hit like and subscribe and if you want to join us for a future episode on the podcast or the roundtable, fill out the link in the description we will be in touch with you soon as always until next time gym lords out
0: Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
2: Use coupon code Gym on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Jess with Pivot Pole Studio out of the UK. Jess, what is going on? happy Thursday. How are you feeling today?
5: Hey, JJ. I'm doing really well and can't believe it's September already. This year is flying by.
1: (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. Look, Jess, we are definitely excited to have you on today. And I think we're ready to definitely dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on here with Pivot Pole Studio. But first, we want to give you the table here and go ahead and give the viewers a little perspective. Um, so if you can, Jess, in your own words, how would you describe Pivot Pole Studio and what you folks do?
5: Oh, wow. Okay. Going in with the hard ones already. So Pivot Poll um, is kind of my little baby. I opened up in 2018, having um, managed another poll studio elsewhere for about four years. And I wanted to create a space that was um, inclusive and friendly and kind of in some ways went out of the norm of a regular fitness space. So a lot of the time you'll see people join gyms and fitness classes because they want to lose weight, they want to tone up, etc., etc. Whereas we kind of go from that perspective of you're absolutely fine the way that you are, and we want to help people build up the confidence in themselves as they are. And it's more kind of um, a mental health thing, I find with pivot and more yeah. of a community and anything else with body change, body image just is a secondary thing.
1: Yeah. No, I, I love that. I think that's super important, right. Especially with gym intimidation. I think it's a real thing. Right. And I think when you can have How's that, that word? comforting, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You have that comforting surrounding where people can feel like this is a, 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 well, I'd say a third home, right. Cause you have home work and then you have the facility you go to like work out, right? And it's, it's mm-hmm. that third home. And if you can have that comfort from that community, I think that's huge. So I appreciate the explanation there, Jess. And I kind of want to start with this, like the bare bones basics here of the business. I mean, let me ask you this, Jess, how many members or clients, if you regard them as clients, are you serving currently?
5: So we have a lot of people that sign up and don't as of yet, Um, go through with booking classes. And that's something I'm trying to navigate why. So we probably have about 2,000 people signed up on our booking site. But in terms of active members who are regularly booking classes, I would say we have at least about 100, maybe 120.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. And that's still great. I think obviously, when you have at least 2000 people in a pipeline that you can kind of work with, I think it's finding that reasoning as to why they're not booking. is probably the only thing in between you and a lot more EFT or more revenue to book classes. So I think that's great. Um, And so I guess another question i like to always ask here, Jess, is, I mean, obviously you being a poll studio, I think it's very unique. And I think I I always like to get the, the, this response here on what works best for you. So how have you been able to get new people interested in coming into pivot poll studio?
5: That's a great question. Um, I think I'm incredibly lucky with um, A, where I'm based. Edinburgh in Scotland is a university town, so we constantly have new people coming and going. And for the most part, our demographic is people of university age. Um, However, we do have people that are younger and people that are older as well. I've never really had to promote my business um, in terms of business cards, flyers, things like that. We're a really small studio, which kind of goes back to your previous question of we only have about 150 active members because we don't have the space to keep up with the demand that we have currently. So we have about a hundred people on wait lists every week, which is a great problem to have, but still a problem nonetheless. But I have found, um, circling back to your original question, that word of mouth really, really helps. And if you cultivate this really good um, client community and you put your main focus on your clients, then that is going to come back tenfold. We have a lot of just recommendations from friends and yeah, we're, we're really lucky in that respect.
1: Yeah. Well, I I would say, I don't know if that's luck or if that's just you being good at what you're doing, right? I think uh, when you're good <laughs> at your fulfillment, <laughs> I mean, honestly, because I think when you can provide a good service, right? And, and this is just from experience, but you provide a good service, people are going to talk positively about Pivot Poll Studio. And then in turn, mm-hmm. it pays dividends, which is bringing referrals, right? And that's really exactly what it does. Because I mean, I, I can tell you, like, I mean, think about going into your studio and then it's like, wow, like, I, if someone has been ever experienced that they're like, whoa, you have to try this Pivot Bowl studio. It's awesome. You got to go see Jess. She's the best. Da, 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 da. And it's like, at that and people do that every time. The first thing they do when they go to like an outing, in the social settings, they, rec- they talk about either their now new fitness experience that they've done or some hobby they've started. I mean, and it's literally, that's how referrals are always started. I've seen it firsthand. So 100%. um, I think you're you're genuinely just good at what you do. So, um, but again, you can say a little bit of luck there as well. I'm not going to say you're wrong. I think obviously that's <laughs> good too, but also you're in a good location. You're in a good location. So that's awesome stuff there, Jess. I think that's amazing. And congratulations to that. Thank um, you. And now- What I will say here too, and I know this from experience, I mean, being a personal trainer and being a, I was a one man team. I'm not so sure if you're a one woman team here, but having anywhere upwards of a hundred people coming into your studio and working with you is a lot. It's a lot to manage. So how do you manage that? How do you track these numbers or these metrics of, you know, how long someone's been a member for, if they're looking to cancel, if they just started, how do you track that?
5: Well, um, I use a great booking system called Team Up. It pretty much covers all bases. I can see how many, you know, how long a client's been with us. I can actually, I've just realized recently, I can see how many classes someone has had with us which has been a fun game we've been playing with students as they come in I'm like hey it's your 300th class thanks so much for like being with us and they all get really excited by that and they come in like what's my number this week which is really cute um But also just in terms of keeping the business running, I am a one-woman business. It's me doing pretty much everything from social media to getting back to emails to booking guest instructors in, um, as well as training and teaching myself. But I wouldn't be able to do all of that without my team. I've got two other instructors who are freelance, and they are both absolutely fantastic, Um, really good at portraying the business values and just keeping everything relatively uniform and wanting the best for the business too. And again, I, I couldn't be any luckier to have found a team that, that is like that and supports me in that way.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. I think that's awesome. By the fact that you have that, cause I, I guarantee you, right. I think it, a big thing that that makes service great is conviction and they probably believe in it just as much as you do, right? And they enjoy it just as much as you do. And I think it's such an important factor because I can see just from the way you talk, you talk about it with passion, you believe in it, you love it, and they're going to love it too. And they always have your back there. So I think that's amazing. And then also being a one-woman team there. I mean, that's amazing in itself. I mean, 200 people plus. And I mean, and then even higher, having those 2,000 people who have been through the door. I mean, it's admirable. So that's awesome it's stuff. tiring. You <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, got a gym owner, right? <laughs> a business owner, and then I gotta add a superhero to that list too. Cause I don't know how you're doing it. <laughs> so well, that's awesome stuff there, Jess. I I really, really am, I mean, it's it's a great thing to see that you can be so successful as a one-woman team there. I mean, that's awesome. And so gonna ask a little bit of a longer-winded question here, but a good question in itself, a good way to kind of self-reflect here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. But um, what we've been discussing this entire podcast. And what we use pretty predominantly throughout the fitness and gym industry here are going to be three pillars of business, okay? It's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, getting people through the door, your Mm -hmm. acquisition, which is your sales, right? Getting somebody interested to a paying client, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Mm -hmm. So Jess, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most?
5: Oh, do you know what? I feel When we think about marketing, sales and retention, there's always the potential to improve on all of them. I can see just by hearing this question, I can see where I'm doing things well, but also can see where things can be improved. So for example, with retention, um, every month we run a four week intro to poll course. Um, that's the only course we really run. The rest of our classes are drop-in so people can have that flexibility to come and go as they please. And I just thought a course would be great for beginners because it keeps them coming every week for four weeks. It's consistent, which as you know, for all fitness skills and hobbies, consistency is key. Um, In terms of retention, we would tend to probably get around a third of people who come to the course staying on to do classes, which is fine. (laughs) Um, We always get great feedback, um, great reviews, lots of lovely emails from everyone. um, And I'm always open to feedback. I feel with retention, my issue lies with the fact that we are a really small space. So we only have three polls and with that, we have two people per poll. So that's six people per class. And we're currently running classes seven days a week, pretty much Uh all the time. Um, There's really nowhere else that we can add more classes. Um, And I think a lot of the time, although I've put lots of things in place to try and give people more um mm, accessibility so for example we have a waitlist process we have text notifications um a lot of the time people will look and see that we're fully booked for the next six weeks and we'll probably go oh well I'll just not go again um which is a shame so I think if we were able to expand our space that would really help with retention um in terms of sales could you clarify?
1: Yeah. What you yeah. So it? let's say I came in. Let's say I came in right, and I'm like, "Hey, I, I want to get started." And so sales would essentially be going from being that interest, like, "Hey, I want to get started," to actually paying you and converting me into a paying client. That's what I mean by sales.
5: So generally, I find that. Um quite easy. It's just like we're having now a nice conversation. I am not into hard sales. If someone wants to come and do the class, great, amazing. I would rather have someone who naturally is gravitating towards wanting to try pole with us than really trying to push it. And that's more kind of like for my emotional energy than anything else. I wouldn't want um, the kind of vibe of someone there in class being like I'm not sure if I like this or not I'm just here because she really pushed it it's it's not my bag like what's for you will come to you um but I think again this is going to be a common theme in terms of sales there's a huge disparity uh, disparity between people that want to join And the space that we have available (laughs) so i every month get so many emails of people saying i really want to try poll i've gone onto your website but it looks fully booked until november um what can i do and i'm like well i can put you on a wait list and you can join our newsletter because we'll be signing up for um, november courses very soon other than that there's nothing really else i can do so because of the limitations of our space i do lose quite a lot of business that i would definitely get if we had more space
1: yeah I mean again I uh, like you said earlier and you alluded to it I mean it is a great problem to have but it's still a problem within itself
5: mm-hmm. but I
1: think um, it, it's something that can be improved I think I, honestly it's either the expansion which you kind of understand that there or I mean I'm not even so sure if you can add any more polls in there but I think there there's obviously mm-hmm. can't right okay so but there's obviously something that has to happen in order because you will, I mean, honestly, it's like, it's waiting at your doorstep and it's just a matter of like, okay, how are we going to do this? So I think you've got a good problem on your hands here and it's just about which direction <laughs> you want to go into. So uh, not a lot of people have that. So okay, congratulations for having that. Thank
5: problem. you. <laughs> um, I think sometimes I need and, reminding it's a good problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I think we all do. Right. And so um I'm going to ask you two more questions here. Just my two favorite questions, my last two questions as well. Um, And so, this first one I love, and I want. I'm curious to see your response here. What's the bigger picture for you long term? What are you trying to accomplish?
5: I think this answer comes as no surprise. Um, a bigger space. So <laughs> um, before the pandemic, it was definitely something that was on the forefront of my mind when I opened the studio. I really didn't anticipate for it to be as popular as it was, I thought, yeah, this, this will be fine. I'll just run it a couple of days a week. It will be a side hustle um, in conjunction with like my office job. And then suddenly I woke up one day and I quit my office job and I was just doing the studio. I was like, Oh, all right. Well, this is what we do now. Um, And then obviously the pandemic happened. Um, We were incredibly I know I keep saying the word lucky um, because we cultivated that lovely community with our students. So online classes went on without a hitch and we survived, but all of my savings that I wanted to use towards a new space gone, more debt include to keep the studio open. Um, so currently I'm in a, well, hopefully be a short term period of just trying to get back on track in terms of that. Uh, And then hopefully next year, start looking for a new space. Um, I have so many plans, so many things I want to get involved in um, with the community, but it all really does rely on having a bigger space.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you will accomplish that hundred percent. I think it's inevitable. I think you have, I think you have everything you need to kind of execute there. It's just a matter of getting there. So, Great stuff there, Jess. And I have one more question for you. My favorite question of the day. You know, Jess, I know you started in 2018. So if you could go back to 2018 here to when you first started the studio, sit yourself down with the knowledge you know now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you?
5: Oh, wow. Mm, I'm having so many pieces of advice in my head right now. I've got to pick just one. Oh,
1: I'll give you two.
5: <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so indecisive. Okay. Number one would be, um, don't be afraid to ask and receive help when it's offered. I'm very proud as a person and I have made me comfortable. Um, but just more help, for example, now media. I would my favorite thing to do. I teach and make people good about themselves. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of learning to stop my and give some um, else needs, can advice probably would be, be a more organized and knowledgeable about. Finance or taxes. I had but it is a whole new language if you don't understand.
4: Jess, are you still there?
1: I think we lost you for a second.
5: Hey. I can't remember where we were before we lost each
1: other. Sorry, Jess. Yeah, it was breaking up a little bit. I um, I got, honestly, it was, we were in the beginning stages and it started getting a little spotty.
5: Oh, uh, I, I didn't know where to whole, Yeah, I can repeat the whole thing. <laughs>
1: By all means.
5: <laughs> um, so the two things I wish I had known or the advice I would give myself now and the first one being um, being a bit more knowledgeable with finances things like tax returns I have an accountant who's absolutely fantastic but I started off and still am a sole trader Uh, we're now starting to think about Um, registering for VAT and becoming a limited company. And if you don't understand the lingo, it's all very, very overwhelming. So I think sitting down and being a bit more organized with my tax returns, et cetera, would have been very nice. And the second thing that springs to mind is um, just giving myself the advice that it's okay to ask for help and I don't have to... Be a one woman business that does absolutely everything. And it's okay to trust people with other things. For example, social media. I'll be the first to admit it's not my favorite thing in the world to do. Um, I much rather prefer teaching, but yeah, asking for help and and bringing people on board that are more passionate about the things that I'm not passionate about because that will sell my business much better.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, like, just it is a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please, I mean, shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website. Where can people find out more about you and the studio?
5: Absolutely. So on Instagram, you can find us at Pivot Poll Studio. You're also welcome to find me personally at Jessica Rose Poll. Um, and our website is www.pivotpollstudio.co.uk.
1: There we go, Jess. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind just sticking around for like one or two seconds, just can let you know how you're going to get the podcast, I'd appreciate it. I'm just going to sign everybody else out over here, okay?
5: Thank you so much, JJ.
1: Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon.